heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. One thing that I forgot to mention, or we, I should say we forgot to mention before the last podcast was, is that I support Dak Prescott and what he did. I know what he did not take a lot of courage, and as someone who has not struggled with mental health, I do not know how it feels, but the only thing I have to say is that myself and any anyone else at the YWC podcast, we do support mental health. And we also do support um, Dak for coming out and saying the things that he said. It was not easy for anyone to do it, especially an athlete as big as someone like Dak Prescott, who is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And as for some people who were saying that's weak or you have to hide your emotions, that's just not the right call. Sometimes there are things in life that are bigger than football, and this is one of them. So I just wanted to reiterate that we here at the YWC Football Podcast stand with Dak Prescott and everything he had to say about depression, anxiety, and all that stuff, and also to sending out his thoughts and his prayers after we found out the unfortunate events surrounding his brother's death. Thank you very much, and enjoy episode 25 as we look ahead to week two of the NFL season and look back at Titans versus Broncos. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to episode 25 of the YWC Football Talk podcast. Yes, that is right, 25. It has been quite a few episodes, 25. We've come a long way. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That is good. That is good. Phil's back with me once again. Nightmare Ten. Now I believe out of twenty-five, he has been on. I gotta do a quick roll count of this because you've you've been my most consistent co-host out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say, I, I gotta say, I've been on here the most. I would think. Yes. Yeah, Let's just take a look at this. Uh, twenty. You're on twenty-four. Sorry if there's dead airspace. You've been on at least ten. You've been on for almost, I think, half of them. At least half of them. Ten, of course. Okay, perfect. Perfect ten. We'll we'll just say perfect. Perfect ten, chairman. Um. Anyway, guys, week one is done. We can't believe it. We're on to like like Bill Belichick. We're on to week two. We got some games we got to talk about. Um. Just just a pre-note for anyone here, we are recording after, as the, we're recording back-to-back episodes, so we just did episode 24, we're doing 25 right now, 25 had Big Rat, 24, excuse me, had Big Rat come in and out, Big Rat may be back later if we're still recording, um, also another surprise, if we're still on by the end of the game, Alex Lorenzo may pop on to give us quick thoughts on the Giants versus Steelers game, as that game's currently in the fourth quarter, and I will insert my thoughts on the Titans and the Broncos game sometime Tomorrow. So this episode, you're, we are recording Monday night. This episode, though, will be out probably either tomorrow night or Wednesday night. That is just a quick disclaimer for the view, for the listening audience. I was going to say viewers, but you're only viewing this if you're viewing the thumbnail created by the one, the only Mike Pico on YouTube. But if you're listening to this on any podcast format, disclaimer, we are recording as Monday night is still going on, just so we can bank both these episodes so we are good to go. So if any injuries do happen between now and then, knock on wood, they don't. You can blame us for that. This just because look, we got the time now. We're recording and now. This is, the, this is the YWC football talk without the S. Okay. Yeah, talk without the S, not talks. Not this is talks. We don't watch that show. No one. Talk. <laughs> this is talk. Um, no S. No S needed. No. Um, we do have actually the first. I know kickoff is always the first game of the season is always on a Thursday night, but this week we have the first legit Thursday night football game. The Battle of the Buckeye State, Cleveland, Cincinnati. This isn't the most, I'm going to say, sexy matchup on paper, but part of me thinks this game could be interesting. Yeah, and I, and I actually think, I, I don't know, from what I saw, like, of both teams, I know they, I know the Browns played the Ravens, but I think Cincy wins this game. Short week, Burrow's playing well. They just seem to be on the, the momentum's on their side. You know, I know, granted, they, 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 uh, Flop the kick, but um, which could uh, we didn't talk about that, but props to the kicker for faking an injury. But 
I'm just messing. But no, I, yeah, I think I think the, I think the Bengals can win this game. I, I just don't. It's this it's, it's in Cincinnati, right? I just had to pull it up. Uh, no, it is in it's in Cleveland actually. No, it's, in Cleveland. it's in Cleveland. But I don't know. I, I just think it's a close game. It's Thursday night football. I mean, I just think that this is the game that I think Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati could steal it. You know, I wouldn't be shocked. Obviously, if Cleveland won because it's you know they should be the better team clearly. But um, I'm, I'm gonna pick Cincinnati and upset on this one. I'm going to say that I think Cincinnati wins. It doesn't matter. But I think Cleveland needs this win more than the Bengals do. Because if the Bengals go... Not the Bengals. If the if the Bengals go 1-2, it's like, okay, it's a rebuild year. We know what's going on. But if Cleveland goes 0-2, there's going to be a lot of questions Friday morning in the uh, greater Cleveland area. I uh, don't think I know any Browns fans personally on within the YWC network of people. Anyone who I know some depressed football, some de- depressed Jets fans... Ryan from the Wrestling Radar, and James, uh, he's 12 years old, but he's a Jets fan. Um, and Danny. And Danny, which we got to get him on the pod sometime. Danny, if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are, so we're going to get you on one time or another. Um, I can't, I don't know any Browns fans. I know a Bengals fan because BTB, but... That's it. Yeah. Miz and Dolph Ziggler are both Browns fans, I know that. That's it. Dolph Ziggler, Miz, Jerry Lawler, um... Besides, I don't know anyone, but yeah, that's like, I'm going to say, and if we're doing this for fun too, scores, I'm going to say Cincinnati wins, I'm going to go an obscure 19 to 13. I think there's, this honestly is one of those games where they come close, but it's like a f- couple touchdowns, but masked by like a few field goals. You think Cincinnati wins? You have Cincinnati I, winning too? Or? Yeah, I have Cincinnati winning too. Okay. I wouldn't take them for like a survival pool, which, fuck, the Colts screwed me. <laughs> I am gonna do. I do edit because this is in the future. This is like a back-to-back raw. I have do edited that TikTok, so I'm gonna go. So you'll see what I got right and what I got wrong from week one. I'm gonna do that again. I'm doing it on here, but I'm also gonna do it on TikTok because TikTok gets me a lot more views than the podcast currently does because TikTok's more free page and the, the podcast is still relatively unknown, which is sad. But one, we'll keep grinding and we'll get there one day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I think Cincinnati. I think this is really the story of Joe Burrow. I think Burrow's gonna come out, and then that's when the Baker questions come into play. Like like Big Rat said, that 2018 class is gonna be getting paid next summer. So and Baker's the big question mark. He's like the Mitch Trubisky, where they may not pick up his option. Um, the next game, I'm just going by what I see on my score app. The next game is a very interesting one because Phil and I were gonna pay close attention to this one. The Carolina Panthers visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Buccaneers open as an eight-point favorite, and the over/under is forty-eight and a half. Um, for as much as we saw some blunders with Brady on Sunday, I think the Buccaneers do win this game. It's just a question of how close does Carolina keep it. Yeah, and I think I mean the Carolina was competitive against the Raiders. So, I mean, I, I don't, and, it, and they're still going through some new changes as well. No, Luke Keekley is going to be a huge uh, difference this year. Um, and then you have you know Bridgewater getting used to the offense and things like that. So, um, but I think I think the Panthers will make it competitive. One, it's a division game as well. But um, I, I think this is where, where Brady you know Brady has a good game, and, and then it goes back to the narrative. Well, maybe they're okay, you know. But it was just exactly. Um, uh, one I thing just, I want to say though, I don't, I don't know if they cover. We talked about it last episode. I don't know if they cover, but. You know what? I think there is a chance, but I don't think so. If I had to pick a score for this, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty-eight to fourteen. Tampa wins. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if they won by two touchdowns, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was close either. So. Same. Like I feel like this could be. Uh, I think if it's close, I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring of a game. Like it's going to be like a twenty-one to seventeen. But if it's two touchdowns, I think it's like a twenty-eight to fourteen. As uh, Drill Peppers goes down for the uh, Giants, as the Steelers try to hold on for the uh, win with about seven minutes left to go in that game. Um, up next on the docket, we have got Jaguars visiting the Titans. Just the, this is a surprising one. The Titans are a ten-point favorite right now. I think after what we saw yesterday from the Jaguars, I'm going to once again say. Titans win, but I think there's a better chance that the Jaguars cover this game than the uh, Panthers do against the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, it, it'll be interesting to see how Tennessee plays tonight against uh, 
uh, against Denver. Um, so that will probably play into that a little bit. But um, I don't know. I still think I just think the Colts were overhyped, man. I, I, I th- and I think the Jags were, you know, uh, rightfully so. I think people think that the Jags are just going to tank, and no team can afford to really just do that. So um, I think that's that proved that pretty pretty early. On the so I, I still think Tennessee wins. I don't know. I, I think they cover. To be honest, I, I just don't. I don't know. Unless, like I said, unless I see something different from tonight, you know, with Tennessee. But you know, I think Tennessee wins pretty handily. Exactly. I think that but Tennessee's not also not. They're not a team that's going to go out there and destroy. Like they don't. They don't have big win. Like they just they do what they you know methodical wins. So. Exactly, like what they did. The only big big win they ever had, like obviously beating the Patriots in the. Uh, Wild card game last year was big, but that was more big of like big. It wasn't big like a blowout statement win. I think Baltimore was more the case of a bigger statement, like yeah. just a statement made when you put up twenty eight points against a team that's supposed to run rough shot on you. Um, but if I had to say a score for this game, I'm gonna say seventeen to ten. I think relatively low scoring. I think the defenses can kind of have a say in this one, but it's just a matter of what the offenses can do. But I think you could see either a. I don't. I only said that, too, because I... Any other thing I gotta say with this game, too? This game belongs on a Thursday night. I'm sorry. Jags-Titans is always a Thursday night game. I just think of those, like, ugly gold Jacksonville Jaguar uniforms and, like, the bright blue Tennessee Titan uniforms. Like, this game belongs on Thursday night football. And it's not this year. We're, we got robbed of that. Thank you, NFL. <laughs> um, the next one I see here is featuring the team that's in action right now, taking on the Chicago Bears... Bears are a five-point favorite, and the uh, over/under is at forty-two and a half. This is a very—I think this game could go either way, especially after I know the Bears had a big win yesterday, but they're a bit of a shaky team. They're they're Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, both these teams kind of are. Giants—I don't know—the Giants look kind of good early on in this game. I've been watching most of it while we've been recording, and but. Uh, I don't know. They haven't looked good since then. <laughs> so mm. I don't. I still. I still think. I think the Bears win. But I wouldn't be shocked either way because it's kind of like the Bears. Like you don't expect the Bears to win every game they're supposed to. <laughs> so it's yeah. like I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants won. But um, like the Bears play the Detroit Lions. Tonight, seeing tonight, like the, they're playing a good defense in the Steelers. Like that offensive line for the Giants is trash. Like they can't run at all against the Steelers tonight. Barkley has like barely done anything in, on the ground. And uh, so, I mean, that's going to be even tougher against Chicago. So, I don't know. I just don't think they're going to. Barkley has 15 carries on six yards. Yeah. Not good. 15 carries on six yards. Jesus Christ. This is legit. I'm not knocking that. But I I just think that's a – it's definitely – the offensive line is not giving him any holes at all. And so, I think that they're going to struggle again with that against Chicago. So. And Chicago too has a very, oh the and the Giants almost screwed up and got a too many men penalty as they're deep into the red zone right now. Oh, and the uh, I think the Giants just got a timeout called. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say this. I think the Bears win this game, but I think it's by like the skin of their teeth. I think this is gonna be a very like for as much as both like the Giants' offensive line and the Bears' defense is good. The Giants' defense has been pretty good tonight, so if they can play a similar game to what they played tonight. I can see a score like this happening, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say 17-13 Bears win. I can see that. I just like to say the score, because like, you know what, I feel like if I'm making a game prediction, I want to say what I think the score is going to be. And, and by the way, with that, I would take I the Giants to cover. Giants to cover for if you're betting out there. Yeah, I mean, I feel, yeah, I just, I've, I've never liked saying scores, because I feel like I'm always off. I can tell you if it's close or if it's not going to be close, but... No. I'll say it for a few more games, and then I'll shut my mouth. Um, no, you're, you're good. Give him a score, because I'm not going to give him one, so it gets two different perspectives. Yeah, all good. Um, next up, we've got the Falcons visiting the Cowboys. Um, who The Cowboys were robbed last time, and the Falcons looked pretty good. It's just the same thing, too. Like the Giants, that offensive line is very suspect for Atlanta. Yeah, and I think... Um, I just don't... I don't know. I didn't... You know, I got to see highlights from... From Atlanta and Seattle, uh, I actually watched a good bit of the Dallas and, and Rams game, at least the second half. Um, Dallas, I don't know. Dallas still like once again. You would think they have better coaching, but the coaching was still a problem in this game. Like they have too much talent to be as bad as they are. Like I know they only lost by three uh, and stuff, but like who's like that? Anyways, we're analyzing last week's game, but I don't. I, I think Falcons win this game honestly. Like I just think I think the Falcons are better. Like just seem to be ha- have it better to have it together better. I don't know. Um, but Dallas needs to. I mean, 
The one thing good, the one thing in Dallas's favor is they're losing these. Like they lost against the Rams, and if they were, if I had, you know, if my prediction becomes true and the Atlanta beats them and they're zero and two, like it, it'll wake them up sooner because they were three and zero and they thought they were on hot uh, on uh, cloud nine last year and finished eight and eight. So I think it's a good wake up call for Dallas um, to be just to start off the season rough because then they can you know. Um, but yeah, it just got to – I don't I don't know. As of right now, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked obviously if Dallas won. I think it's still close. But I think Atlanta wins. You know, I just one of these teams. It's crazy. Like one of these teams are going to start zero two. So it's um, it's going to be very interesting. When Atlanta also too wasn't really expected to do much this year, but also too, I would make a point that this is a must win in the sense for the Falcons of if they go zero and two, Dan Quinn's job security gets a little like less and less and less as Pittsburgh gets another touchdown. Ju- uh, good for Juju. Britton Harrison's going to be hating this right now, but Juju Smith Schuster now has two touchdowns on the night. As the Steelers take a twenty-five to ten lead, we talked about this in the first, the last episode. But uh, freaking, freaking Juju! I like, I had a Steelers fan behind me. I'm like, oh, I won't be a dick. I won't, I won't draft Juju. I'll take Odell Beckham, and he got Juju. I'm like, dang it! I knew Juju was gonna have a big year. <laughs> I knew it in one of my leagues. Man, Britton Harrison is just screaming a bloody rage of curse words right now at his television set. Um, yeah. I only say that because he publicly admitted this on the NFC preview episode. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. Him and Matt Beast, the three of us, had a really good NFC prediction show. He said that Juju Smith-Schuster has just pissed him off year in, year and out. I remember last year in our league, he offered to trade him. I think this yeah. was like week eight. Um, back to Atlanta-Dallas, though. I think your boy, your Gamecock, I think he's going to get a touchdown in this game. Yeah, hey, hey, it hurts. And he did, I think for his first game, it's going to take some, some time, but... Uh... He got he got enough reps to, to go his way. But that offense, I mean, they got really did, really did did amazing. Jones did amazing, and so I think like just one of those games, like one of those games where he like one of the, one of those guys isn't like the biggest focal point. I think Hayden Hurst is gonna have, could have a big game. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna go Atlanta too, just to pick it just to pick it on uh, underdogs. We've been picking basically all the favorites going forward. But if I had to pick a score for this game. Let's say Atlanta. I'm gonna say. Hmm, fuck, I'm having a tough time with this. I'm gonna say I definitely think it's gonna be in the twenties for sure. Twenty-four to twenty, Atlanta wins. There you go. Twenty-four twenty. Uh, the next up we have got we have got a team who should have won yesterday in the Detroit Lions. Um, you know where we say it gets easier? It doesn't get easier for the Detroit Lions, because guess where they're going? They're going to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers as the Packers open up as a five-and-a-half spread. This is not going to be a close game. You said what? This is not going to be a close game. The spread's five-and-a-half. It's about to roll. Yeah, there's no way. No. There's no way this is close. I think Aaron Rodgers is just on this big, like, trying to prove to management you made the wrong mistake in spending your first round draft pick on a quarterback and Jordan Love and instead being like hey look I'm Aaron Rodgers I'm a bad man I'm here just to run rough shot on the world like there's just hey, don't look at my prediction my yeah. bold bold prediction of Aaron Rodgers last year at Green Bay after week one it doesn't look good no it <laughs> so is we'll not it doesn't look like I mean but granted you can play as good as you want if they don't want you there's nothing they can do but exactly um, I'm only saying this isn't going to be close because, look, a loss like that is just purely deflating when you have a big lead and then it just gets squished. Like, look at last year, like Big Rat said. It was eerily similar where last year the Lions were up on the Cardinals by 16 points and lost. And then the same, and then they tied. But then yesterday they were up, I think, 23-7 to on the Bears and then they lost. Or let me see, actually. I'm just going to look the score up yesterday. So it was 27 to 23 was the final for Chicago. Bears are back, baby. Um, but at one point, going into the fourth quarter, it was 23 to six. The Bears with three tu- with three touchdowns, all from Mitch Trubisky, yep. who went 20 for 36 with 242 yards, three touchdowns, and a 104.2 QBR rating. I'm sorry, but when you have that bad of a fourth quarter and your next thing is, oh, we got to get ready for Aaron Rodgers. I know it's a divisional game, but like we say here all the time, especially with the AFC East, divisional games go one of two ways. It's close or it's an ass whooping. I'm going to say this right now, 41-10 to 10, Packers win. Uh, whoa, that's, that's, yeah. a big, that's a big one. I mean, I, do, I, I, mean, I, think, I, don't know. I don't think Green Bay's defense is good enough to where they could 
uh, not allow points in garbage time. But I do think it's a blowout, though. I agree with that. I'm just saying 41 to 10, like, oh, it may be close, but then, like, they're just going to step on the gas and just not look back. Yeah, this should, this should be close. Yeah. Um, the next game is a very interesting one featuring two very interesting quarterbacks. We have the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Indianapolis Colts, which this game will be taking place in front of 2,500 people, probably the same as a lot of high school games usually are in non-COVID circumstances. Um, as this game quickly, the Viking, the Colts open as, as a three-point favorite. Phil, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I mean, go, like going into this season, I wasn't as high on the Colts as, as everyone else was. Um, I just don't—I don't know. I just didn't—I just didn't think. I mean, there, there, there is talent there, but um, the Vikings getting destroyed last week. I'm like, dang! Like I, I said this in the last podcast. Like I had a feeling it ended up dropping the Vikings defense and uh, and not playing them, um, and they ended up getting—you know—obviously Rodgers went off. But like, I don't know. I still think I think the Vikings are the better team. Um, they are going to Indy. There will be a little bit of fans there, as you, as you said. So, um, I still I'm going to say the Vikings squeak out a close one in this. Um, I don't know. I'm just not big on Indy until until they show me something. Like I don't know. Rivers struggled as well, and the Vikings defense. I would think. I mean, obviously, and Rogers, you know, showed that it wasn't. But I would think they would be better. Um, so than what they faced in Jacksonville. So I don't know. Maybe they bounce back. Maybe Jacksonville just was like you know a rough starter. Uh, on the road, and maybe they're better at, better at home, but I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, you know what? The more I think of it, look at this game, because the Vikings didn't look so bad yesterday. Like, they're, like, the offensively, defensively was a bit of a struggle, but the Colts, if the Colts look like the Colts of yesterday against the Vikings, I think the Vikings win this game no problem. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout like my last game where I just went off and basically said, oh, haha, Detroit's going to get their asses whooped. If I am wrong on that, I will publicly admit it next week. Um, this game... I think it can go either way. I'm going to go Minnesota, though. I just think Minnesota has that sour taste in their mouth of getting blown out in their home opener due to a divisional rival that, I'm sorry, but if you're the Indianapolis Colts, you're that unfortunate punching bag. But score-wise, 24-21. to 21. I think this is a much closer game. I think this is like a Dan, like Kirk Cousins leads the Vikings downfield like late and then gets that like game-winning field goal as time expires. There you go. Yeah. And the next game, he is not here to comment on this game. I wish he was here to comment on this game. But we got Big Rat, who I know is just salivating at a potential Dolphins win in this one. As the Miami Dolphins, also in front of 16,000 fans, are going to welcome the Buffalo Bills to town. who will open up as a six-point favorite. Let's see. I, will, are, is your prediction going to make Big Rat happy? Or are you going to make Big Rat miserable once again as Josh Allen plays like a career game against the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is one of those games where you like... Like I always say, like you have no faith in the Bills. Like the Bills are going to always uh, be the Bills. This could be a game that they could lose, but this is a game they should win. Um, I know they played an awful Jets team, but the Dolphins aren't that much better. Um, you know, I know Big Red thinks they're actually worse, but um, but yeah, I think I think definitely I think I would go with uh, I think the Bills win this game. They're the better team. They should win, but I would laugh if they lost. I, I would laugh, too, if they lost this Sunday. I'm going to be locked into red zone, so I'm going to be watching a little bit of every single game. Unlike yesterday, I was watching the Patriots, but then I would occasionally just check in on the scores or look on my phone on the Dazzin app for those games. Um, I'm going to think this game plays out like, you know where it's like close for a bit, but then like in the fourth quarter someone pulls away? That's what I think happens in this game. I'm going to go, tw- I'm going to go Buffalo 24-20. I am sorry, Big Rat. Prove me wrong, Miami Dolphins. Prove me wrong. That's all. I, prove us both wrong. Um, That's right. Yeah. Next game, too, is another interesting one. And a potential one, I'm thinking about taking in uh, my Eliminator survival pool. Because I get two. I have two strikes I get. Once I lose two, I'm out. I lost week one because I picked the Colts over the Jaguars. And I came back and bite me in the butt. Okay. This one I'm considering picking, though. And it is the New York Jets hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Niners are a uh, six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this game goes one of two ways where it's either close for some reason or the Jets just absolutely get destroyed and humiliated at home. Yeah, I just I think this is a bounce back game for the Niners. I think they, you know, they got caught off guard with those. I say caught off guard, but I think the Cardinals, you know, proved them kind of wrong. So I think that, that I would definitely go with, uh, with the uh, 
God, what did I just lose my thought? Uh, with the Niners, like the Niners bounce back. The Jets. I saw. I, I was. I was on this podcast saying the Jets were going to be awful this year, and and I, I have not been proven wrong yet. So <laughs> until I am. Fun fact. Oh, too, just a quick fun fact, actually. The um after this game, the 49ers aren't going home because guess who they play in Week Three? The New York Giants. Oh wow! So they're not going. Yeah. Yeah, they're oh, sending. They're, up- wanna, will they stay? I, I, no, they're not allowed to stay. They're staying somewhere in West Virginia. Or are they okay? Because I heard something that they weren't. You're not allowed. Like they were not allowed to stay on the East Coast. They have to go back. But I don't know. I think they're allowed to stay on like a neutral site, but I don't think they're allowed to stay like in New York or in New Jersey. I don't know where. T- I don't know where team hotels are in the NFL. I'm not a weirdo. Um, right. But I only say that jokingly because obviously, like how Phil and I as wrestling fans, we kind of figure out whenever we're in WrestleMania, it's easier to figure out where the wrestlers are staying for the NFL. That's something I really have never looked into, and I. Um, whenever I'm in a city for the few times I've been to an NFL game, I don't really look to go stock players at the hotel. Um, but, uh, but I think they're going to stay at this place called the Greenbrier. I've heard it on pro football talk. I think it's like a resort or like a ranch kind of thing. So they'll stay there for the week. They'll practice. They'll do all their stuff and they'll be able to quarantine there. And then probably they'll head back up to New Jersey like Friday or Saturday as Daniel Jones goes for, and it's no good. (laughs) Daniel Jones is another example, like Baker, where he can like have a play of excellence and look great, and then the next play he just like throws a horrible pass or just like is just throwing like weird bombs all over the field. Um, the one thing I want to say about this game for score, I do think San Francisco does bounce back. I think Jimmy has a good day. I'm not going out here like Green Bay and Detroit and saying they get their butts whooped, but it's I don't think it's close. I'm gonna say twenty eight. 28 to 13. And as I go. just ri- as I just rip up Daniel Jones for that, he converts on third down as they're down by 16, so they got to get a touchdown. If you, uh, for everyone who's watching this, it's at the 2-minute warning right now. Um I'm just going to say this, at, we're going to continue to make our picks, but actually we're going to stop for a second cuz I just want to do a live like watching to see what Daniel Jones does here. Is that okay, Phil? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, like we both let's see Daniel Jones gets a throw off. Throws it into the Oh, and like I said, he incomplete throws it. So Saquon Barkley, second and goal, 202 on the clock. <laughs> if he can get. Uh, is your feed behind, by the way? Or are you. Yeah, mine's behind. That's what I, I, I have Sling TV, so it's always behind. Oh, okay, okay. I am with the Canadian cable company called Bell. Um, logo is not a Bell, by the way. But um, with 202 left, let's see. Second and goal. Let's see what Danny Dimes can do here. Or as I saw the Iron Sheik tweet out tonight, Danny Dimebags. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Back to snap. Flustered in the pocket. He's getting chased down. And he throws it away. <laughs> as they go to the two-minute warning and as they go to commercial break, we are going to do some more predictions. So like I said earlier... I have this game, what was the scoreline? 28 to 13. 15 points. Not an ass whooping. Oh, and on to our next game. Here's a fun one. See what I mean? Like, he just got, like, ran out. He got desperate and he just chucked it away. Um, We have two more 1 o'clock games left. The next one is the Rams and the Eagles. If y'all thought the Dallas Cowboy offensive line was bad, Phillies got uh, got embarrassed in week one by Washington. And you got Aaron Donald to deal with now. Yeah, and, and well, the, the key will be does Lane Johnson play because that offers a lot. That'll definitely be a key. Like Lane Johnson uh, for the Eagles, like they show some stats. Like Wentz is like the stats between Wentz, like with Lane Johnson without, is, is not good. So I think whether he plays or not, I don't know if like there's a, if that if there's any early news about him or not, but. Um, if he doesn't play, it could be a very long game. I think even if he does play, I still think the Rams are, are going to win. Um, one side note on that game, or on the uh, uh, last night, those Rams jerseys are awful. Awful. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Who, like, I don't know. I just did not like them. I mean, if you like them, that's fine. But, like, I don't know. Something about like, the color was just weird. Like, I saw a tweet. It's like, hey, how do you want your jerseys? And they're like, uh, let's let them, let them look like they we're gonna throw him in a laundry a laundry rag or something like that. I was like, I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. But I mean, the helmets were kind of cool, but the jerseys. Yeah. But 
I'm sorry. You there? Yeah. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm just sending a quick text on. A text on. I'm sending a quick text. Because we may have a mystery guest coming on. Um, you know what? I call it Best Buy presents the Los Angeles Rams because their uniforms look like they belong in Best Buy. Like my mom was. I was watching the game. My parents and like my mom was like, "Oh, they don't look that bad." I'm like, "They're terrible." Like it's like. This like weird shade of white and like the even the font of the jerseys and the fact that the logo is just like this little okay that's weird to see uh, former uh, South Carolina Gamecock Jadavian Clowney in a uh, Tennessee Titans uniform. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. weird to see. Um, but uh, no, the one thing I want to say before this is quickly is just I think I'm gonna go with the. Uh, Rams too, just to kind of have that wake up call. Not that the Rams are so much like back to where they were two years ago, but like that same thing too, where like you know Dallas has two early losses. I think it's the same with Philly, where they both get like that. Excuse me, that kick in the butt that they deserve. Because because right. this division potentially could have an o, a two and O team and three O and two teams by the end of the week, unless third third and goal right now. We're gonna take another quick break. As the uh, Giants line up, Daniel Jones takes the snap. Daniel Jones gets it off. And a touchdown to Darius Slayton. Oh, Slayton's As, killing it. Yeah, but if you are the if you're the Giants, you got to go for two here. Yep, yeah, you definitely have to. Yeah, they're going for two. Sorry for the interruption, folks, but you know what? Football's back, and when we're recording football like this, live watch-ins are always good, even though this is going to be released after week one is completed. Because you know why? Can I, can, I, can I say one thing about watching the games week one? Yeah, go ahead. No, I know there were no fans there, but it just felt good. Oh, yeah. It felt really good to watch the ball back. I'm glad. Like I said, normally I probably wouldn't watch a Giants-Steelers game, but, you know, it's like it's, I can't get enough of football right now. And no good. No good on the conversion as it's now a 10-point game and pretty much going to be sealed up unless the Giants recover the onside kick. But yeah, no, just that's the one thing I'm going to talk about quickly. It's just just watching football. Even yesterday for us watching the Patriots Dolphins game. I know there was no fans in the crowd, and like it's weird too with the reporters being like in the hundred level, like and conduct not even be able to conduct their interviews like like they normally do, where they're close to the person, where it's like they're at one end of the stadium and the players at the other end. Like I said, it was just a feeling of like normal. It was like a normal feeling of like, look, it's a Sunday in September. After Labor Day, I get to watch football. I'm a happy man. No, I agree. I, I mean, that's, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but back to the predictions, though, with the Giants. No, I was going to say Giants, Eagles. With the Eagles and Rams. You know what? I think the Rams, too, just like. It's not like yesterday the Rams looked bad. The Rams looked pretty good. It's just. The Cowboys' defense did not impress me yesterday. And when it came down to crunch time, they made. Mike McCarthy had an error, and then Dak Prescott didn't exactly look all that good yesterday. Um, but the Rams, you know what? That defense is ferocious, and like we said, we'll know later in the week, but if Lane Johnson doesn't play, Aaron Donald is going to be trouble for this Eagles offensive line, and Carson Wentz may be on his butt for most of this game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, no Lane Johnson. I just think, like, that. yeah, the Rams are winning this game. And the Rams offense look good. Yeah. Uh, Last night as well, so I mean, I think uh, I mean, their offense doesn't have to do that much when they can when they can you know hold a team to seventeen points. So I think that's I just think the Rams are the Rams might might be finally bouncing back. We'll see. I mean, it's yeah. early, but I'm gonna say twenty-one seventeen Rams. Sounds all right. Yeah. yeah, similar score to yesterday. Um, I just put a quick update. I got a text from Alex saying, Giants suck. WTF, do you want me to say, LOL? Um, There's nothing for him to say about him. That's pretty much what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I, so that's basically Very Alex's cool. recap is that the Giants suck. So it's like just another uh, story. Uh, I'm just going to tell him. If he, I'm just telling him you don't have to come on if you don't want to. I'm just telling him, you'll say what you tell me. I said your text. I'll tell him later. I'll be like, yeah, your text message got read on the podcast. Um, yeah, Giants suck. What the fuck do you want me to say? Yeah. Um, but next up is the team. It's another team. We have well, another. It's kind of funny because this next game is a team who has yet to play and a team who's currently playing as the uh, 
that's a very weird looking photo um, of Ben and Eli. But the Broncos are visiting Pittsburgh. And you know what? Pittsburgh has looked pretty decent tonight, like in the sense of like their defense is good. Denver's defense is good. Denver's offense is potentially good, but Denver's got a questionable offensive line. I'm gonna go Steelers. I think I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna get off the. Uh, I know we picked a couple underdogs to win in uh, Atlanta, Minnesota, and LA, but I'm gonna pick Den. I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh to win this game. Yeah, I think I think Pittsburgh wins. I, I mean, this will be an interesting matchup if Von Miller was there. I don't know. It's gonna be fun or not fun necessarily, but it's gonna be interesting to see how Denver plays tonight without. Um, Without Von Miller and how that defense looks, but the defense is still good with even without him. But uh, I still think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has shown enough. Their offensive line though tonight, like that's gonna be a, a key storyline. Like at early on, like and the Giants D line D line isn't that great. So the fact that I mean their offensive line for the Steelers did not look good either. Both the offensive lines were playing terrible. It took a little while to kind of maybe you know maybe Ben get his bearings and stuff. He has been out for a year, but um, so that's gonna be still a question mark to watch kind of early in the season, but. Uh, I still think the Steelers win. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm back here right now to add to episode 25 and give a quick little recap of the Titans-Broncos game. Um, Before I go into the quick recap, I only watched up to the first half just because I was getting tired and it was late at night. And I have this thing called work, but it turns out I missed a hell of a second half. Um, The only things I have to say about this game is obviously the Goskowski missed field goals were a big um, hindrance to the Titans, and it ended up... He ended up coming up big when it mattered with 17 seconds left. But that's the thing I want to talk about. Vic Fangio had multiple timeouts to use late in the game, and I'm sorry, but like my stance on the New York Jets, my stance on the Denver Broncos is simple. As long as Vic Fangio is their head coach, he's not going to help them win football games and be a Super Bowl contending team. I think they need someone younger in there, someone with a new school style sense of football. Meanwhile, Vic is very old school in the sense he feels like, oh, if I give them enough time, they're going to kick the field goal. But then that can play in your favor because you have a quarterback I saw in Drew Locke who knows how to command the field. Nothing against the Broncos. Drew Locke looks like a fantastic quarterback. I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league going forward. It's just with a guy like Vic Fangio, when you have a new OC to with Pat Shermer, I know Pat Shermer, Justin from Talking Giants told me about this, that Pat Shermer wanted Drew Locke last year in the 2019 draft, even though the Giants went with Daniel Jones. But he has his guy now in Denver, and Pat Shermer doesn't have the pressures of a head coach. He's an OC. So you know what? Give it a few games. I think it'll work out. But my stance in this game is still simple. Tennessee looks as good as last year, but I want to see them against a better opponent. Like, I know they play the Bills coming up, I think, week five or yeah, week five or week seven, because I know week six the Bills have the Thursday nighter against the Chiefs. And the only thing I want to say about the Goskowski missed field goals is as a big Goskowski fan from his time in New England, I know that he was dealing with some hip problems last year, and clearly that's still bothering him if he missed a couple of field goals. So nothing against him. I just know that his hip probably still is not 100%. That's the only thing I have to say about this game. Um, besides that, I went 11 for 16 on my uh, predictions this week, which I'm very proud of. But anyway, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of the YWC Football Talk podcast as Phil and I look back on, look back, look ahead, excuse me, for week two of the NFL season. Um, as for, um, Alex, just texting back, LOL, there were positives, defense wasn't as bad as usual, just a couple of mistakes from Jones, Ingram was bad, Steelers D was too good for our O-line, Ingram was bad, so he, he said Ingram was bad twice, but he said Sterling Shepard, who I call Marcus Stroman, uh, because if you look, if you do Google it, Sterling Shepard and Marcus Stroman look identical to one another, and that Shepard was really good, I think he meant to say Slighton on that. Yeah, but because yeah. from what I've seen in this game, Darius Slayton did have two touchdowns. So that is Alex Lorenzo's New York Giants recap. Alex, thank you very much. We'll have to get you on the podcast for sometime very soon. You on sometime soon. I know I'm repeating myself, people, but look, I am giving Alex a text message because I had to give him his limelight because I feel like if he comes on here, he's just going to, he's just going to, like, he, I feel like he didn't want to come on and talk about us. So you know what? I'll do the talking for him. Um, but as for scores for the uh, Steelers and the Broncos, 27-14, Steelers win. There you go. There we go. Moving on to the 4 o'clock games, and this is a game right here where you didn't expect either team to be 1-0, but they are. It is the Washington football team traveling to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. 
which for those of you who don't know yet, the Arizona Cardinals are my sweetheart team. That bad team from last year that you want to see do well. And Kyler Murray impressed the hell out of me yesterday. Yeah, he probably, I mean, he probably, we talked about that before, but he played very well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does against that D-line. Chase Young looked unreal. So I think that's going to be a, a very a very interesting matchup in that. And then also, obviously, Washington, uh, you know, it was more of the Eagles than it was them. But um, that D-line for Washington is looking good. So that's going to be a true test for for, for uh, Kyler Murray. So I still think the Arizona – like the Arizona, I feel like they find – like Kyler Murray, Murray can kind of move around more than, of course, Wentz can. So I think – I still think the Cardinals win. Uh, Hopkins looked amazing. I don't know if Washington has, a, has an answer for him. That's the big thing. I was wondering, like, for as good as a defensive line they have, you haven't seen a whole lot from that secondary yet. But um, I'm going to go, you know what, also do Cardinals are a six-and-a-half favorite. I think it's a little closer than that, but I still think Arizona wins 26-20, to I'm going to say. You know what, it's just a couple of, like, little things here or there. As Joe Judge looks visibly frustrated, how could you not be? You're the coach of the New York Giants. Um, but, yeah, like, for as good as Washington's D-line is, if Kyler Murray can figure that out, if, Clicks, if, Clicks, if, Clicks, if Cliff Kingsbury can drop a good game plan for them, and also, too, if Kenyon Drake can run the ball well, this team's going to win the game, no problem. But if they can contain Kyler and make Kenyon Drake a non-factor, it's literally all this. I'm sorry for interrupting, but all the Steelers have to do is get a first down here, and then that's the game as, oh, oh, Canada, Chase Claypool gets the first down, and that is the ball game. Steelers are going to win 26-16. to 16. There you go. Pride of Abbotsford, British Columbia, Canada, Chase Claypool. Got to rep- Hey, there's not a lot of Canadians in the NFL. you got to recognize them when you can. That's true. Yeah. But, um... No, I'm going to say that, but this is one game, honestly. Like, it's like Minnesota-Indy. I can see it going either way. There's Arizona on Washington. Um, next week on our docket, we have got Baltimore visiting Houston. Baltimore looked really good yesterday, and Houston's looking a little shaky. Yeah, they're going to... Baltimore's going to blow them out. Last, not even what we're talking about. No, not even what we're talking about. Blue. I got to say this. Is it by... I'm going to give you an over-under for just how much you think the score is going to be. 15-point margin of victory. Uh, I think it's going to be more. I think they're going to win by three touchdowns. Baltimore's way better than, than Houston. I mean, I, I, and I feel bad for Watson, but Houston's, I don't know. I just don't think Houston's very good. Yeah. I, I, I'm very low on them this year. A lot of people have them making the playoffs. And, and they have, I looked at their schedule, like there's, you know, it's it's kind of like at that like eight and eight, nine and seven possibility level, but I don't know. I just so I think I think they're gonna barely miss the, with the extra team they may end up making it, but um, right now I just uh, I just was not high on Houston. And I'm still not high on them. So I think I think Baltimore wins. No, I get that. I get that. Uh, I'm gonna come out of the gate right now and say forty-two to seventeen, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore wins. It's like look, Lamar looked like Lamar. I know everyone says, oh, in the playoffs, but you know what? The fact that they just went in and just absolutely stomped the Cleveland Browns, they made a statement. They're saying, like, hey, we know we have a sour taste in our mouth from last year, but we are here right now, and we're here to show why we're as good as we were last year. So I think they go into Baltimore and take care of business. But I'm already looking ahead to their Week 3 game against Kansas City on Monday Night Football. That's a game I'm going to be tuning in for. And that's a game, too, where I don't know if I'll be able to record and um, record, podcast and watch at the same time. I'm going to be all eyes locked in on that game because that game's going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is actually, I think, let me just check. Yes, before, because the next game we have a lot to talk about before this. But the last game of the 4 o'clock series is the Chiefs visiting the Chargers. I think, simply put, I think, Pat, I don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes in a game like this. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, Chargers didn't look too good. I mean, Chargers. I don't know. Their offense is. is there's a lot of questionable uh, things going on right there. Their offense. I mean, Tyrod Taylor can only do so much. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. But uh, I don't know. I, I think that she. I mean, obviously, I'm not betting against the Chiefs. Not right now. No, I'm neither am I. Um, but as for score, I don't think this is going to be like the Ravens and the Texans, where it's an absolute blowout. I think it, it it could be close, but not, like, crazy close. I 
like, that's a good score to use. 24 to 16. Like, something like that. Something along like those lines. You know, where the defense can hold Mahomes a little bit, but at the end of the day, he's just going to do... He's going to do the right amount to give them the victory. Like, I know you're not all... Pardon me? No, that sounds good. All right. Next up, we got Sunday Night Football. The Seattle Seahawks hosting the New England Patriots. Super Cam taking it. Week one... I mean, I was already been hyped for this game anyway, but week one... This made me even more hyped for this game. I'm really thinking Cam versus Russell Wilson is, is a really cool matchup. That's gonna be awesome to see. Um, unfortunately, I don't. I just. I still think Seattle. I think Seattle's the better team right now. But I, man, I'd be hyped if we beat, beat Seattle, especially week two. Um, I still think it's gonna be close. I think. I just think I get. I'll give the edge to Seattle, even as a Pats fan. I'll give the edge to them right now. But um, man, this is gonna be fun. I'm, I'm ready for this game. You know what? This is a game too. I can see going either way. I just think at the end of the day, you know what? For as much as I want, like this is a game always too. Before we signed Cam, I always like circled on the calendar as like, I think we're. I just don't see us winning. I know everyone right now is saying like all this stuff like, oh, like you're betting against your own team. It's no, I'm not betting against my own team. I'm just being realistic more than anything. Like, look, when it comes down to it, I want to. I, I like we're not going to go sixteen and zero. I know that. 16 and 0 is it's very unrealistic. We did it once 13 years ago. Would it be great if we did it again? Absolutely. Do I see it doing it right now? No, because this is a team who still needs to improve on throwing the ball and also to uh, receiving because Seattle's going to have film on Cam and they're not going to neutralize them because guess what? They have a very similar quarterback style with Russell Wilson and with Cam Newton. So it's an easier to figure out kind of wet thing. That's that's what I gotta say. As for score wise, I'm gonna say twenty seven to twenty, you know, where it's like a close game, but then Seattle just gets that one more touchdown to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how our defense I'm really like I said, their defense, how Cam Newton plays against them. I mean I think it's I think it's gonna be a good a good game. Yeah. Cause th- here's the thing though, like if we lose this game, like how like how we were talking about on the podcast prior, how if we lose this game, but Tampa Bay wins their game in convincing fashion, it's going to be, oh, for all you guys slandering Brady, and like, oh, Cam's not as good as we, you thought he was. Like, it's going to be that kind of slander coming out on the Monday. But, yeah, but yeah. with this, though, if the, if the Patriots can go up to Seattle, because this is where the fan things are going to come into play, you don't have to deal with that 12th man Sunday night. There's not yeah. the fans that they have to rely on. Like, it's an empty stadium. Like, you can pump in crowd noise, but there's nothing that compares to like actual like crowd noise to like actual like to the actual thing. Right. So this is a game like the other ones we we're talking about. It would not shock me if the Patriots win, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, I can't believe we like we lost. We suck if we lose to Seattle. I'll do that if we lose by twenty or thirty. But I just. You know what? I don't see Bill Belichick letting stuff like that happen. No, no, I, I think it'll be a close game. I don't, I don't. I think even if we were to lose, um, but a win, a win's a big statement. This will be a big statement win for us. So I'm, I, I'm very intrigued for sure. I just think that on paper you got to say Seattle's going to win. Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm still going to pick Seattle, but you know what? I hope I'm wrong. Same. And then last but not least, we've got the Monday Nighter opening the new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada as the New Orleans Saints go to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Huge game. Pardon me? I said big game, huge game. You know, what? you know what? This is a game, like, if, if you, at the beginning of the year, it was like, okay, whatever. Josh Jacobs is special. This Raider team, they're going to they're gonna come to play. Like Also, too, because I think Derek Carr is fighting for his job, personally, because I think if he doesn't have a good year, he's out of there next year. No, sure. I'm still going to say Saints win this game, but I don't think it's easy. I think they're, I think that you're going to see the Vikings, not the Vikings, the Raiders. It's very similar it's very similar Viking to a Raider. Viking Raiders, WWE crossover. Um, <laughs> uh, even though the, one of them's hurt right now. Um the thing I'm going to say about this game is that 
The Raiders, I could see them giving them trouble, especially can like like what Tampa did yesterday. You know where those those like few defensive miscues the Saints have because the Saints do have them from time to time in games. So I can see something like that happening. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna say 31-21 Saints win. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. I mean, I think yeah, I think that definitely Saints are gonna win this. But yeah, um, I think I mean I think the Raiders, you know, I think they played well against the Panthers, but it was still like kind of like they were on the kind of the same you know wavelength as, in a sense. So um, Josh Jacobs is like you said, I agree is a is a beast. My boy Brian Edwards, my boy Hunter Renfro, that offense. I mean, Rugs looked pretty good outside of you know getting like it seemed like he kind of got hurt towards the end, but um, so I think that. I would definitely think that this game is closer than people might think initially, um, but the Saints are the Saints are going to be rolling right now. Uh, you know, I don't see them losing right now. Exactly. Like that's the other thing I was going to say too. The Saints have the Packers in uh, Week Three Sunday Night Football, which that's going to be a good game to look out for. Brady, not Brady, Breeze versus Rodgers in the Superdome. That's another game where, like, I'm like, I wish fans could be there. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this week. Phil, thank you for pulling double duty and joining me once again on the YWC First Ever Picks podcast. We didn't do one last time. I did it on TikTok. I'm going to do the same picks on TikTok again and then duet my TikTok to see if I'm right or wrong. Guys, get Phil's subscriber count up on YouTube. Get my subscriber count up on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us both. We are both on TikTok. I don't know how much Phil produces on TikTok, but him and I... Do use the app. Basically, I give out all my social media, but Facebook, because that's personal. But anyway, guys, Phil, thank you very much for joining me for two straight episodes of the YWC yes. Football Talk Podcast, not Talks. Don't forget, and don't forget, go Pats. And we got to do it. We started episode 24 with this. We're going to end Super 25. Uh, end Super 25. Super 25. Uh, we're going to end the 25th episode off with what we hope to see more and more as the season goes on, but... Super Cam! (laughs) Good night for now, guys, and please stay safe from COVID-19. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.